0: You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised.
1: Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another Bardic College presents Cthulhu in Cairo. I'm Raz, and I'll be your keeper this evening. And before I introduce our fine players uh, in this Pulp Cthulhu drama. I just wanted to say that historically, this episode is far more about thematics than the actual events that you may or may not hear as far as timeline stuff. We understand that there's a couple things that we're taking artistic license with. We hope you understand it's done for the effect of the horror. It's 50 years this way, 30 years that way. Don't panic. Uh, We hope you just really enjoy it and. Understand that we knew in advance, at least I knew in advance before the players, that uh, I needed to do a couple of little tweaks here and there to kind of make it all come together. So, without further ado, and with that being said, I'd love to introduce you to the cast, and we'll start on the opposite end of the table tonight. So, uh, all the way on my right, I have Scott playing Professor John. How is John doing this evening, uh, naked and in the church, Scott?
2: Oh, he's doing lovely. He's, uh, He's excited, you know, he's a historian,
1: so... He's, uh, he's living history, so
2: yeah, there's a, a daunting task ahead of us. It's a bit scary, but um, it's, it's late Middle Ages and the plague, so it's not, ex- but, but it is living history, and that in and of itself is pretty darn fascinating for a historian.
1: Yeah, they, uh, that's got to be, you know, it's pretty interesting. I, when I was writing this up, I never really thought about how much John probably is just going to step out and view the architecture and be like, good God. You know, it's here I'm seeing it made and standing only a few years. It's That's got to be pretty awe-inspiring. Uh, next to him is Aveline Hammond, played by Kayla.
3: She's still reeling from the fact that there is such power in the world that can send her back in time. But the minute that she heard that there could be a chance to save the woman in the box, the, the skin suit woman, she was like, gotta go for it, I don't care, we're gonna do some good if... I can help it. So she, she's pumped and ready for action.
1: Well, that is definitely, if you can go back in time and save a person, I think only Superman pulled that off once. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so you'll be right up there with Supes. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, so, I'm so happy. <laughs> next to her is Catherine, ba- uh, Catherine Ross. Catherine is played by Lauren. It has been a brutal several sessions for Catherine. She has learned about her fiance not being dead anymore. Um, She's had to wear a suit made from a woman and cast black magic, which is absolutely not in her wheelhouse. So Catherine is standing there al fresco inside of a sacristy of a church and kind of has a lot on her mind. Uh, How's she feeling right now?
4: Well, she's cold. You know, she'd like to get some pants on. But more than that, it's let's just get this over with. She's not happy she's not excited you know there's she's not jonesing like professor Scooley. she's not looking to save lives like aveline perhaps all she wants to do is get this the hell over with so she can get back to her time and maybe have a nap like a nap would be nice
1: naps are good uh so (laughs) we also have tonight uh melinda playing faye dawson Faye feels, I think, for, for Catherine a little bit. How does uh, Faye feel no longer being the team punching bag? How is she doing with that? Is she pretty good or?
0: Um. Well, Faye is happy to not be injured or going through a emotional turmoil for once in her life. Um, but, you know, she really feels for Catherine and she's she's very concerned about Catherine's well-being. You know, Catherine took care of Faye when she was kicked down and. And she was going through a really rough time. And I think Faye really wants to return the favor, but she's also just not really sure how to go about doing this. So, you know, she's going to be keeping a close eye on her, but she's also going to be keeping a close eye on all of the beautiful architecture and history that's surrounding her because Faye was also a student of history and she's going to be fascinated and trying her best to keep her eye on the prize this game.
1: Well, it's a lot to take in, and Faye is, I'm sure, up to the task. And speaking of emotional roller coasters, uh, we have Sid played by <laughs> Joel, <laughs> the Rock of Gibraltar. Uh, <laughs> Rock of Gibraltar, sure, sure. Uh, so Sid, angle of the dangle, standing in the church. Uh,
5: Sid, uh, you know, Sid's a little, it's a little cold. He's not used to playing the uh, the clock, as it were, but. He uh he will uh, you know the, uh, much like the dude he will endure, he will endure. The dude abides. The dude abides. That's right. Exactly. I think uh, I think uh, that uh, Sid is excited about going to this time. Being a uh, a mechanical sort of guy, a man that's into engineering, there's a lot of engineering that's going on uh, and starting to go on now. I mean, we're heading. This is a bit before the uh, a bit before the Renaissance. But still a lot going on. So I think he's excited about that. But then also very concerned. I think Sid has, has formed a uh, sort of a protective protective thing about Kate. Probably the, it could be something to do with the war and, and other things. So he's a little bit worried about her, the skin lady, all this other stuff. So we'll see how it
1: goes. Heavy hearts. Yeah, heavy hearts. Okay, so when we last met, left our team, they had the last moment reached out to by Senora della Scotola, the lady of the box. And uh, she gave them information that led them to believe Arturo had been misleading them. We are in a situation where they had to make a quick choice. You know, that old chestnut, you know, you have 10 seconds to make the right call. And uh, they ended up choosing to go forward in time two years from the time that Arturo and Sophia had indicated would be the best time to jump forward. Uh, So they're now in 1349 in Venice. Inside the sacristy of the same church in which they had just cast the spell, the only difference this time is is that there's no circle on the floor. So the group eyes start to pop. They come out of the the foggy haze. Um, there, it's very dark. The only light coming through is from the moon itself that is c- uh, cascading through uh one of the side windows of the sacristy fortunately there is no one inside this room at the moment priests normally only use it you know prior to mass or in between masses to meditate and convalesce a little bit to gain their strength they're all there one of you was carrying the bag inside the bag, are your belongings clothes and your weapons so i'm assuming the first order of business is to divvy up the clothes right we're What's not that?
0: gonna go naked
1: no, not the No, the I think
0: it might be a sin for us to leave a church naked, so it would probably be the best idea for us okay. to get dressed. Just
2: low key. Low, key. low key. <laughs> it's one it's about 1 in the morning, right?
1: Uh ritual took about 25 30 minutes. Yeah,
2: 12:30. So if we just quietly go about our business, get dressed, pull all our stuff together, someone checks the way we should be able to just quietly make it out of the church as quickly as possible. This right?
1: should be almost yeah, no brainer.
2: I mean this we do not want to get caught in a church, you know, like <laughs> After this is like a holy land, you know, type of thing. Oh so, yeah. No,
1: no, no. bad yeah. place. Be to be. Now. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Although I anyway, know as a question, the, the, the sanctuary of the church would, would that not
1: be open during the time of plague? No. So okay. yes. In a lot of Catholic cities and a lot of Catholic churches, the doors would be open or at least available, but middle ages and stuff, not, you know, depending really on outbreaks and what was going on and looting, uh, you know, bigger cities like small chapels out in the middle of the countryside. Absolutely. Probably always open. Uh, but yeah, the Catholic church still wants okay. to protect its goods. <laughs> so, gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Uh, they don't want lepers just walking in off the street at this point. Uh, <laughs> in this case, the plague. So everybody gets dressed. Everyone is very respectful of one another, except maybe Sid. Uh, And well, just, you know, that reputation of being a, a man's man and all that stuff. Um, bit of a rogue. Bit of a rogue <laughs> bit of, then. Bit of, Bit rikish. Uh Everybody gets dressed. Guns are passed out uh, accordingly. Aveline does, you know, several quick checks. Fi- a couple of s- small, empty fires. Okay, it's good. Nothing affected it. Faye puts back on her, her fetish item. Puts yes. that up, sneaks that under her clothes. All that's done. And, yeah, you're ready to go in ten minutes. You look absolutely, you know, the part. As close as you can. You're in some sort of, you know brown, just regular, nondescript pants, a shirt of from the period, something probably made of of, a, of a, you know spun fibers and things of that nature, just out there, ready to go. Who wants to make the check at the door and then lead the group on the stealth mission to get out?
4: Who's got the best spot hidden in
3: stealth? That's me.
1: Okay. So Now's your moment. Go ahead, Aveline. What do you want to do? There's two ways you can go. You can go back into the main body of the church, there is a door that you hadn't explored from the previous time in 1931 that open that appears to open, you know, out and down, possibly along the back side of the church.
3: I think I want to use the back door because I don't want to go through the main sanctuary in case I don't know people of plague are in there. No, <laughs> I'm just, just gonna go backwards. I
1: just said that at night the doors would be closed, so there would be no. Nobody comes in with plague. So if you want to go through Still, the sanctuary, Still, that's you what's can. going
3: through her head. Okay, perfect. That's what's going so, through her head.
1: No worries. So you go up to the other door. Everyone looks at you like they're pointing this way. and You go ahead and you hit the lock. Give me a stealth roll.
3: That is a hard success at a 24.
1: So you see this, this hallway. Like I said, there's only two or three candles. They're larger size, but that illuminate it the full length of the 80 feet or so but it does not seem, you don't see any exits to the exterior outside.
3: I guess I just look at them and go, it's a, it looks like it's a long hallway, don't, not sure where it leads. I was looking for a back exit. Why don't we try to go down? Let's give it a shot.
2: Out the back exit? Yeah, we just follow down. Sounds right. I mean, we know how to go out the front, right? We don't know what's down the hallway. Isn't it better to go the known route than the unknown route?
4: I say we forge ahead.
1: Let's, yeah, I, th- I think that's let's fine. Get out of
4: here. This is ridiculous. Let's go.
1: Out of here, the way that the door is already open.
4: Yeah. Yeah, okay. I just
5: want to say that, that Sid takes the bag and folds the bag and puts it into, into the inside of his shirt, sort of tucked in his belt so it's hidden away. Because a skin belt in this time, or a skin bag, could be
1: bad news. Everyone has tanned leather unless they look at it and see the markings that have been, you know, branded, like pushed into the leather and worked they're uh-huh. not going to notice a bag. Uh, it um, I, it would have to be somebody picking it up and going, "Oh, a bag. You're fine." Again, I said I don't it, it's not Someone about that. Someone
4: has good. to do that now. Of,
1: of course. So, Aveline, you <laughs> start down the hallway and you start, you know, you're walking along the way. You go ahead and make a listen roll. Nope. All Got right. a name beyond that one. Who's following her next in line? Faye, go ahead. You start walking, give me a stealth roll. Okay. That so, does not Faye make it. It's not that she's trying to be overly loud, but her footsteps and footfalls echo and reverb. Aveline turns, kind of gives her the wave, stop, 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 you're making noise. phase like, whatever. And you hear snoring, and it stops. So you, <laughs> So you are walking, and on the left-hand side as you're heading down the, the hallway, the right would be the exterior of the church, you believe. Down here you're hearing that there may be cells or something else where the, the priests sleep and the brothers, the Alkalites and stuff are are housed. So you are heading deeper into the church. So that one you got lucky, but you fail it again and we're going to be rolling to see if people start to hear you. We
5: might want to turn around and go back to where we came.
4: Other way. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Okay. So team comes back. Aveline quietly shuts the door. Her stealth was excellent. I'm not going to make a re-roll. That's crazy. Goes to the other one, checks it. Go ahead and make a listen roll at this door, please, Avi.
3: Okay, I just made it with a 54.
1: You're not hearing anything from the other side. You should be okay.
3: Finger over the lips. Go to open the door. All
1: right. So you go ahead and open the door. You see a glow of light from up at the front, uh, past the nave into the sanctuary itself. It's lit with candles. Give me an idea roll, Aveline. One. Okay. So not only do you make your idea roll, but this is what comes to mind. These candles only last so many hours, and they have to be changed throughout the night. You immediately realize that the candles have only been burned down about halfway, so you should be fine. But should you linger long or tarry too long or come back in the middle of the evening, you know, sometime after midnight or 1 a.m., they could have to be switched out because the ones by the sanctuary are never supposed to go out during the medieval ages, and... For much of the Catholic Church, there's certain candles that must burn perpetually to show that there is a spirit, a presence inside the church. So you make your way to the front door. There's no problem of you ever getting caught. You were surprised how much of your Catholic history you actually remembered, being probably a Protestant. Protestant? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> considering that you're I'm the church of England
3: what are you talking about
5: (laughs) how much of your catholicating protestant history you remember
3: (laughs) exactly
1: so the team (laughs) follows you get over there no issues and the door is barred on the inside so that's not a problem you are inside but you're going to have to unbar it and then not reclose it
5: are there any windows that's not good that one of us can shimmy out
1: there are some windows, um, as you can see by the... Are you guys on the same page where you can see the church itself? Is that what page I have you on? Yes, there are definitely church, There are definitely windows you could attempt right. to get in and out of. Some of them are stained glass, but uh, they probably would open. Most of them should open.
0: Um, Faye doesn't mind climbing out a window to preserve the fact that it looks like nobody was here. She's nimble. I've got a really high depth. I've got a high climb.
1: Okay. All right, so I am that, fine with this. She's also very small. Yes.
5: Facebook's right. Well, Sid is also Sid is very tall, so Sid could stay with her, help her into the window, and then shimmy himself out. Yes.
1: Okay. What's we're not going to? Well, you could give her a boost to get up, be the last man out, and then she, oh no, that's what I mean. Lock. That's my point. Yeah. That's no, I
0: point. think what might work better is I let you guys out. Cause she can, yep. she can climb. I also have a high jump too, so I can just get up there. I think it'll be better if you stand outside the window and as I'm coming out, you just kind of grab me and pull me out the rest of the way
1: so that I don't okay. fall on, on my the face. Outside. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. That works too. All right. No face
4: falling.
1: So just go ahead and make me a climb roll.
4: You got it. And We're
1: just looking not for a botch. I mean, this isn't okay. like you're on, you know, a mountain in the Himalayas. That
0: Perfect. is a hard success.
1: Yep. You're you, you're able to manipulate the window latch, whatever it was back then, probably just a pin with a small chain that dangled. You're able to ma- manipulate the pin. You, you, you push the bottom panel of the stained glass out after you bolt the door. Sid is there, catches you. Everybody's outside. And a quick glance around shows you that there is nobody around the church. You're fine. Oh, good. You got out without any problems.
0: Excellent.
1: All right, it is now, we'll call it one o'clock. So we can just be at the top of an hour.
2: John pulls out his map of the city. So the first thing we should do is you know, find find somewhere quiet and off the main
1: path. I mean, it's one in the morning, right? It's still a port town, so there's going to be activity down by the docks. There's, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's some carousing and things happening, sailors sleeping on the street, things of that nature. But yeah, for the most part, the city should be dead.
2: Well, if we think, um, take care of any business right
1: now, but I... Let's uh, go ahead and give me an idea roll. Something may come to your mind pretty, pretty quickly.
2: 21, a uh, hard success.
1: Arturo is a vampire. And if you, the things that you remember from the church and from the records that you guys uncovered was that Arturo made a lot of his family's fortune ferrying bodies back and forth. So if he was doing that, it would be at night. So, so we want to we wanna stay low right now. Or if you're trying to get to Arturo to, if that's your goal is to talk, you know, lure him out or make his friendship and then approach Noemi, you have that option. But if you're going to start seeking out Noemi.
2: Obvious. First thing we're doing, we're not standing out in the middle of the square. We're going to we're going to find some alley, some quiet, dark area. We all duck in. We've gotten out of the church. We're safe from there.
4: Why don't we have a
2: conversation?
4: Why don't we go to a place where people that are up late at night go?
2: But our problem what? is any any people we go and encounter right now, we're going to look like like they're not going to understand us. They're never going to hurt anybody that sounds like us. It's going to be a problem. So, women, you know, probably also,
0: women probably also aren't out this late either, unless they're making money. Yeah. So, no, <laughs> thank we're you for money. putting it that way. No, we're not. Speak for yourself. I'm making no money while I'm here. I am keeping to myself.
4: I'm telling you, Catherine wants to stay and start a goat farm. This is I'm shopping. You're not staying
0: here. Jesus Christ. we okay. bring a
2: crap load of gold with us. Yes, you did. We could we could toss the keeper aside and just like, like we're staying. We're gonna we're gonna find some cute little village, take it over. It, the five of us are gonna be like the five mafia families. We'll start the mafia. We'll go down to Sicily and we're just gonna start the mafia right now.
0: I wish, I wish the viewers at home could just see my, my face. I'm just rubbing my temples. Just... I was
1: about ready to say, well, and we'll end it there. Good night, everybody. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and we're not worried about AOA or so the Egyptian gods. No, we just stopped the mafia. You'll be
1: dead by then. Yeah, right. That's right. I true. want...
3: Catherine deserves a goat farm. Quiet
0: life. And you deserve a goat farm in the year 1931. Now, I'm hearing no more arguments. We're not staying here. And... Yes.
2: As tempting as the late dark ages are with the plague, (laughs) we are probably not going to stay here, Kat.
4: Damn it. Fine. Let's go find an alleyway and stand in it to have a conversation
0: then.
2: Do we want to take this letter to Arturo or Noemi? I'm assuming by our decision to come here that we are choosing to side with Noemi.
0: I don't think we should give it to Noemi. I think that we should keep it in case we needed to... I, we know that we're eventually going to try to take down Arturo. We have to. There's no way in hell we can go back.
2: You're to, talking about the letter, right?
0: Yeah, I'm talking about the letter. What? I'm thinking that we might keep it for Arturo in case we need to use it as a way to get him to trust us so that we can get close to him so we can smack him down.
2: But you still want to go talk to Noemi?
0: Yeah.
2: So, so are we, we are nobody if we don't give her the letter.
0: She's no, going to he- be like, who the hell are you? We no, the lady in
5: true. the box. Remember what Novena said. No, Novena said if we go there and we tell her that we know where Novena uh, Prozczyk is buried, that she will know and that we can help her find him. And we gain her trust that way. And then after we've gained her trust, we tell her about the letter. We explain what's going on. And we let her sort of decide maybe. I'm thinking, just a bit boring. We let her decide whether she wants us to give it to her brother and and use it as a trapping device, or she wants us to, she wants to view it herself. I have a crazy
4: idea. What is your crazy idea? Why don't we bring, now, this could be a terrible idea and y'all could shoot me down, but so much crazy stuff has been going on lately that this may just be brilliant. Oh boy. Let's bring Noemi a gift.
2: The box, good God, no.
4: Lady lady in the box. We'll get her. I mean, we know where she is.
2: We're here now.
4: Yeah, we'll get her.
2: But now she is buried, right? So it's going to take like shovels.
1: No, she's yeah. under a stone. You, you'd have to. The stone well, can be manipulated.
2: And the stone is in the church.
1: At the center of the nave.
2: So you're talking about like a stone, like uh, like floor. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I I had pictured like a boulder or something. Oh no! Like no, no that. I'm sorry. No. Nope. Okay.
1: Nope. Oh, Just okay. a piece so of...
2: underneath one of the w- underneath one of the stone pavers, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to you know pull that up in the center of the nave. The nave is yeah, nave. yeah, yeah, like kings and church. queens
5: buried in the floor of the church, right?
2: True. Right. And the nave is the entry area to the church, so it's not like deep into the church, too. No, we, d- the nave is
1: the nave is the, the nave cent- is center of the cross. Center of the, the cross. So in the old churches when they were built in the shape of a cross, the yeah. nave would be the center junction point
4: of the transept, which is that yep, like yeah, that's right. the nave. Yeah.
2: All right. I thought it was more up by the vestibule. So, so it's back in the sanctuary area.
1: In front of it, yes.
2: I mean, that's a thought. I like your idea, Sid. Uh, you know, piggybacking on what Faye said, I, I, I think the two of you have, you know, make a good point. She's going to want to know who we are, but we can, you know, we can just convince her. And that's certainly bringing, bringing, uh, you know, bringing the lady in the box is a huge gesture.
5: Robert, but do we want to do that initially,
2: or do we want to
5: maybe let her know, give her a heads up? Rather than saying hello, by the way, we brought a friend
2: and doesn't get any stronger than that, does it?
5: Uh, well, I mean you know it sends a mixed message, I think really um, others sends a mixed message I would just say that Sid's not so not so keen on that technique, but if the group wants to do it that way he'll he'll follow suit uh, you know just just as like you know Kate and now weren't, weren't so keen on going to see the vamps at night by ourselves. You know, I just want to just note it there. I don't think bringing the body as as an initial hello is a great idea, but that's just me, you know.
4: Personally, I think that this is a voice, literally, that can vouch for us. It's like, hello, you brought us here. We're here to help you out as best we can. She didn't
1: bring you
2: here? No, her in the future brought us here.
4: Her in the, yeah, her in the future.
1: But how does she know that she did that?
4: How else would we know where she is?
2: She doesn't okay. know. As far as she knows, we're from this time. She doesn't know. If if we are compatriots of Arturo and are trying to manipulate her somehow, that's how we would know where she is.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is far more likely a story than us being time travelers for the future.
5: Right. And you know, oh and we we found her and we brought her here for you rather than well, we knew where she was and Arturo wanted us to bring her here to torture you. Yep. Yeah.
1: It was a thought. It's, it's not a it's, bad thought. It's not a bad thought. And it thought. can be played no. as a gambit. But... I'm just
4: trying to expedite this process so we have the least amount of problems. Let's get out of here.
5: Everybody give me a listen roll. Says the goat woman.
4: The goat is for me. That the rest is, is about
0: a goat.
2: That is a three.
1: Okay.
0: I rolled a 7, that is a critical success, which means that my next roll will probably be a 99. Okay. Catherine is deaf and thinking. Oh,
5: yes.
2: That's a critical success for uh, for old Sydney. So three of us have critical successes. Yep. Mine's the best critical
1: success. Very good. Okay, yeah, whatever. So footsteps are coming on the pavers of the street. The the rough-hewn streets of Venice, uh, you know, the the older parts where it it hasn't been so smoothed out yet by, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of tourists over the years. The stones are, you know, pavers and stuff, and you hear this getting closer and closer. And because of your amazing successes, uh, most of you are able to figure out that it's at least two, uh, if not possibly three people walking this way. You have a choice. You can produce yourself further into the alleyway, but it's dark. Uh, you'd have to feel your way and be very careful. Or you can just be very quiet and hope that they pass by.
0: We want to be seen this late at night, or?
5: Well, it would be a bit odd for you to be out. Three women in no, the just... middle of the night with two men in an alley. that so we end up in jail.
1: That's fair.
0: Okay.
4: Really? Maybe Catherine is of looser morals than we thought. Okay. Let's... Maybe
1: she's from 1931. <laughs> just and doesn't yes. really recognize what thirteen forty nine is.
2: Meant. Is there anything immediately around us, like barrels or boxes or anything like that?
1: Yeah, probably something debris to, and refuse
2: to duck behind
1: for all five at. of you. Probably. I mean, some people are going to have to make their way deeper in to find something. There's not like a large piece of.
2: You know. Well, I mean, just just putting yourself up against yep. the building, you know. and You put yourself so up you attempt. The building, everybody you attempts to
1: hide. Small, Anybody, you know. Yeah, Aveline.
3: If anybody is going to hide in, like, a shadowy, like, off the shadowy corner, it should be me because I have the shadow ability. Okay.
2: Yep. We, so all like, can, all yeah, no, we all have to hide. She's saying if there's not enough room. But if anybody
3: needs, right. like, if there's not enough room behind the boxes, I'll just go into a shadow and, like, disappear. That's what I do.
1: Yep. All right. Okay, well, stay yep.
0: ducks behind the first thing that she
1: sees. So, Aveline, to make this simple, you start pointing out where everybody should go. Go ahead and you just make me a group stealth check.
4: Huh, how kind.
1: Okay. Oh, thank God. So everybody's we got to
4: stop rolling so well.
0: I know okay. it's not going to go well no, for no. us later on.
1: That was the 12, folks. I'm, I'm banking them. I'm just, everyone I'm just okay. putting in the bank. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, everyone's hiding. Aveline does a great job. She put, gets herself up. There's this long shadow falling from, again, I said there's moonlight. Nothing's here. You see two uh, figures in the alleyway because there is light out in the piazza itself piazza they that's pretty well illuminated because you're not that far from the church you went like maybe one or two streets over so there's you know but you see these figures just about five and a half foot tall black dress it appears garb um almost like skirts uh moving as they walk so they look of, like
2: like uh, princely vestments uh
1: sort of sort of and then there's a top hat Plague doctors. Ah, my um, brethren! You, they, one stops. Aveline, give me a sanity roll.
3: Just made it. I have 43 sanity points left and after all the shit you've shown me and the rest of us.
1: Okay. 43. So you stop, but this is what causes the sanity issue. <sighs> and it turns. And it's looking down the alleyway. Kayla, you remember that the night with Caravaggio, something chased you and was sniffing the air looking for you. Do you recall that? Fuck. (laughs) And this thing takes a few steps and the hand of the other one reaches out. (laughs) And he makes a motion like this and the other one goes. (sighs) And they both start to walk away. You beat them. You beat the number. But they definitely thought they picked up something. So these two just draped figures in black just make their way moving. And as you watch, because the alleyway is only so wide, but as you watch them walk away, it definitely gave you a shiver. A chill when you heard that thing sniffing for you like all the way back in 1931 from that time when you met up with Matthew. And something followed you back to the hotel.
3: Abilene gives everybody the sign of don't move. Still don't move, no matter what.
1: We're waiting for your leadership.
2: You take us.
3: That will be about, like, a good five to ten minutes from now, because that's how long it took for her to get her bearings back the last time, at least in her head, but she just keeps telling them, wait. Yep. Okay. Be sure they don't double back, and then when the time passes, she, like, gathers them all together and tells them, we just need to run.
1: Okay, so how long are you waiting?
3: Ten minutes.
1: Ten minutes, okay. Ten
3: minutes, because she does not want to have a double back situation.
1: Over the top of the alleyway, from where the small amount of light is trickling in, it goes dark for a moment. And you hear noises on the tiled roof. One tile slips and falls. Everybody go ahead and make a sanity check.
0: I did not make it. That is an 82.
1: I rolled an 81. I also did not make it.
0: Not a, I'm
4: rather it's not about shaken. losing
1: anything right now. It's about the noise. Uh,
4: 54, 58. Sid
1: makes it. Okay. So oh, Sid, the only one. John moves. Faye goes, <gasps> Catherine looks up. Sid looks up. Aveline looks up. The, the, this figure with the elongated face and the hat is leering over the top on its hands and knees, looking into the alleyway, going, <sighs> <sighs> and it's looking for you, and it's smelling you. And you can see it up there, but it still doesn't seem the role for stealth was so good that even panicked, it's not figuring out because there was refuse in the the way. There's been, I mean, there's been death in the city. There's been a lot of, you know, hot days during June. This thing is just (sighs) finally and it moves back across the roof.
0: Well, shit, we got to get the hell out of here.
1: We need to move now. Yeah,
5: they're
0: frightening. I'm not waiting anymore. Come on, let's go. Yeah.
1: Okay, everybody starts to move. You double out into the piazza. John, you, you had a map. You kind of had an upbearing of where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Just tell me are you going into a away from the main body of water Are you heading down towards the docks area? Where most we're of the we're heading be? down
2: towards the docks area. We, okay. we got to get there. That's where our, our contacts are going to be that, you know, that find somebody to help us.
4: Okay. Well, priests or dock people. Whatever. The right.
2: priest is gonna get in our way because he's not gonna like what we're doing. You know, some Ready? some doc translator, somebody who works for one of the shipping companies, you know, a couple of gold ingots, they're gonna oh. stay quiet and they're gonna help us. One one gold <laughs> yeah. ingot.
1: Yeah. Good god, man. <laughs> so
2: Good God, man. Good god. I, I know, I know yeah, silly. Of we need to we need to reserve enough to set up our mafia empire.
1: Right. Of um, yeah, we
4: <laughs> My fucking goat farm.
0: Let's go. And, and goat farms.
2: Go and, to Christ, be your there.
1: Goat
0: farm. That that's our front.
1: Right. So you make your way through the streets. That's As you're coming front. down and you're turning and you cross one bridge, you stop dead in your tracks. And about fifty feet away on the side of, of this building, you see these two figures step out. And they just start staring at you and they're in the masks.
0: No. They are not
1: away. the same size. They look a little different. The hat's slightly different style. One is peaked a little further down. It doesn't move. It's just those blackened eyes looking at you from across the this this piazza, this big open space between buildings. You're at the top of the bridge. It's just standing there looking at you, like we just, just
2: need to play it cool. Just keep going, like 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 you know, easy peasy. We're meant to be here. We know where we're going. We know what we're doing.
1: Okay, right, Aveline. Yep,
3: out of character just a second, but we all should. Make it clear, like, we're English travelers, maybe. Yeah. Like, all of us should have an English accent because yeah. America doesn't exist. So, Faye, Catherine, and John, all of you should get British accents. Yeah. Well, with, <laughs> yeah, with
1: how messed up the wording, the, 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 the actual word use is going to be, doesn't matter what accent you affect. Yeah. They're just not going to recognize the voice, you know. That's why you right. I Remember,
5: Yeah, there would have been no America yet, so there would have been no Canada as as such yet either. So, the they, as far as they know, they could
2: be from another part of the British Isles. Yep. Not that the British would sound like British that you guys know. So.
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: Correct.
2: So
5: Correct.
0: Exactly. Correct. We yeah, are traveling. So you can take the girl out of Brooklyn, but you can't take the Brooklyn out of the girl, so she'll try. Okay. Um But she's got a thick accent, so she's just going to try her hardest not to speak, yep. which is fine. She's a woman in 1349. Nobody's going to listen to her anyway, so... I Italian think at
2: some point John might have said, too, like, you know, try to remember your best P's and Q's grammar-wise. Yeah. Because slang and all of that is just not going to fly.
1: It's like, not saying not going to fly is not going <laughs> to fly. Because no one's flown yet. Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> That's not going to fly. I'm sorry, what do you mean?
1: What does that mean? <laughs> Flying mean,
5: as in witches,
1: burn him. Right. So, Sid, no more using the expression flogging the bishop. I think that's really it's inappropriate in a Catholic city. Um, Good. Stop it! So, as you're you're coming off the bridge, the five of you huddle together, you're kind of moving, you see the one turn just stiff, walk over and on the wall with something metallic from a street On the other side of the bridge, you see one emerge. And they're watching you. And as you're making your way, they're tapping as you're walking through the streets, the five of you. And they're watching for you to head to the docks. And finally, you merge. You just emerge out, and you're like, oh, God, we're here. But you had to at least see 15 or 16 of these plague masks, all in various sizes and shapes, but, you know... Not massively big guys, but taller, lankier. No one over about 5'8", 5'9", but tall for then with the hats. And you got a gleam of metal, like one of them might have been tapping the back of a heavy scalpel or some side of blade up against a wall, just making this noise as you were passing. And you never got close. You know, you're always trying to keep running distance. It was just that you were being watched. Five strangers moving through the city late at night and these guys are out there looking for people. And you're about to find out why. So you hit the dock district and the commotion is insane. Much more than you would have ever thought. Why? Because anybody who exhibits a cough, a boil, a runny nose, anything has been grabbed by these plague doctors. And it's not The kind of treatment that you would have expected where they might have been ministering to people and trying to use some sort of unguents and old time medicine. No, they're manhandling these people. They're dragging them. Women screaming with babies in their arms. The mother showed something that they didn't like. They're being dragged and put into cages all along the docks. There are cages filled with anywhere from one to six, seven people. About 30 or 40 of them. They're lined up screaming. Women reaching through the bars as you pass by. Catherine, make an idea roll.
4: T2, which is almost a critical.
1: You haven't given anybody their medicine.
4: I was literally just thinking that maybe we should do this.
1: Okay. So cool. you duck Great. off and you quickly hit the syringe and you give everybody a shot of antibiotic.
4: Everybody everybody, gets some of this. Got the good stuff in you. Excellent.
1: Is anybody <laughs> afraid stuff. of needles? Did anybody put that on their character sheet just in case we have to make a roll? No. Okay. Good. No.
4: Oh, I don't care. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might not care, Faye. but Sid Faye. might not like needles. You, you can have a popsicle later.
0: Faye goes, oh, actually, can you just like warn me before it? Ah! And then because right. Catherine already stabs her in the arm.
1: Yeah. That, fortunately I'll, I'll, this isn't bum medicine, so you don't have to worry about it being stuck into your ass cheek or anything. So if
0: people prefer that. It's a service I
4: offer. No like, I I'll, I'll stick you wherever. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't want you to die.
1: So Blimey. these doctors, as you've known of them through history, that were supposed to be helpful, in thirteen forty nine, their job was to clear the city of any disease, to make sure nobody brought any more plague further into Venice. You're standing in one of the major areas of thoroughfares and you see off in the back corner that um, there's construction happening the facade of a building is going up and immediately John and, and Faye recognize it as the Doge uh, the palace, the f- famous palace that would eventually be completed in the 15 late 1350s or 60s when it finally went up and was the, the, fir- the front facade was built because it went on for construction for many years you see bricks lying there. It, there's torches everywhere in this area. They're not laying brick at the moment, but the the site is being built. So in these cages, these people. And then on the other side of this this walkway, this large trafficked area, right on one dock is bodies. People that are already do- dead or dying. Like these people are only exhibiting mild symptoms, right, as you're passing by. The ones on, that are on the dock are, are just propped up, coughing, hacking. ...blood coming out of their mouth and nose... ...or they're already dead. And you see one man... ...down among all these other people... ...that are with rags over their faces... ...and they're moving quickly. Only the doctors seem to be interacting with him normally. Is a young man in his late 20s... finely dressed... ...with this barge. And it looks to be Arturo. And there's all kinds... There's sailors running in and out of buildings... ...and doing their thing. But down here, right at this... ...right at the docks face itself... Is plague central where they're getting rid of everybody to go to Poveglia? If you're going to move away from this a little bit, a few streets over, you'll find taverns that still that are still somewhat operational. But right here, it's you're locked up, you are dis- administered to the island, and you are dropped off.
4: Maybe let's so, not hang out here. Yeah, let's get out of here.
1: Well, this is
2: the pro. Is there another area of the docks where you would see like commerce going on? You know, where they would be unloading crates and boxes and trade goods.
1: Yeah, so this area would have that as well during the day, but Arturo has set it up that at night, bodies are brought in. So during the day, they, they're kind of piled around the city in safe zones, and if they're dead, they drop lie on them and they drag them down here on carts. If they show any type of anything, they're just locked up in cages throughout the day. So yeah, the commerce happens during the day, but at night, this pretty much turns once the sun goes down into moving them out.
2: So we definitely need have to come back during the day then.
1: Um, yeah. yeah, you can probably find a translator tonight in one of the taverns. You might be able to find somebody who's looking, f- you know, who you can somewhat communicate. Yep. But for the most part, if you're looking to, you know, get any information about where Noemi may be or how you're going to find her or what's going on, it's going to be during the daylight hours, unless you approach Arturo and play that gambit of, oh, we're here to help you. You know, where's your sister? We, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And then you'll find her very quickly because he knows where she is.
2: You guys want to go to a tavern see if we can make a contact and then make our next decision if we want to approach Arturo?
4: I've been saying that since we got to this crazy joint. I think that's probably our best bet. I don't think she should go to Arturo just yet. I think let's go to a tavern. The man is busy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: right now. Oh, yeah.
4: He's engaged in Plague Central. Catherine is not letting anyone near Plague Central. Like, let's go. You're inoculated
1: with the modern recourse for how to fight that plague thank god so yeah you're you're gonna be okay so it's several streets over you cross several you know the bridges some a little bit more elaborate than others and you finally find a tavern that is at the further end of of this district that is open it's very seedy you know it's even by sailors terms it's it's just a really uncomfortable place to be but what you do find is that life goes on People are being somewhat careful. Uh, this is 1349, so a really bad outbreak is towards, it's, it has been slowing down over the last several weeks, but people only live to be 30, 35. They don't want to spend a year and a half in seclusion. Their prostitutes are doing their things. Sailors are paying money. People are still trying to live. It's just the way the world was. Um, they weren't as cautious. If you're going to die, you're going to die. It's God's will. Uh, So you do definitely see people milling about, things going on. Uh, There's no food being served at this hour, but, you know, you can go into a tavern and easily get something to drink and, you know, talk to people that are still there.
2: The women are uh, are okay coming in?
1: Well, we'll say yes. I mean, under normal circumstances at this time of night, (laughs) probably not. But for for our purpose, we'll say yes.
0: I'm just going to keep to myself. I'm going to stay very close to the men. And if somebody tries to proposition me, I am just going to uh, pretend like I can't speak. So yeah, that's my to
1: We're not going to role play everybody propositioning you. Let's just assume you've all been propositioned.
2: I, I would want to go and talk with, uh, if there's a, you know, somebody who looks, you know, if it's just a bartender or maybe a proprietor of some sort. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to see if I could take one of these gold ingots and Number one, use it for him to point us towards if I can try to rough my way through some conversation. Hopefully, they might be somewhat functional in multiple languages since they're a tavern down here by the docks. But um, also looking to see if I can exchange that gold ingot for some local currency. Um,
4: We also need shoes. We're all barefoot. It's going to be inconspicuous soon. A lot
1: of people are barefoot, but yeah, we'll get shoes. We can get you shoes.
4: It's well, gross. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Especially with everybody <laughs> dumping all their stuff in the water and the taking yeah, on the, on the cobblestones. Street.
4: Sorry. I thought that had been discussed.
2: Open sewers.
1: Okay. So yeah, you make your way up to the bar. I'm not going to do the, the conversational Italian because I'll just butcher it, but you're greeted. He, he takes a large decanter of some very cheap beer, puts it down. Cause he sees there's several of you together, uh, a couple of very unwashed glasses Uh, down on the table as well and seems to be just expressing to you that you can have it just you know put the coins on the table
2: i i do pull out a single ingot and i try again to get my point across um finding a translator
1: well when you pull out the ingot his eyes go huge he grabs a woman going by indicates that it's his daughter Points over there indicates it may be his wife, daughter, or mistress. You're not sure. He's trying nice. to gather as many as he can at once because you just put down enough money to buy the place. <laughs> and from behind you here, Sir, are you in need of some vocal assistance? <laughs> I hear your I is not up to the continent.
4: Why, yes.
2: <laughs> it is wonderful to speak with somebody that I can understand so clearly.
1: Captain Thomas Markham, sir, at your service. That is a. Captain,
2: m- you have your own vessel, Captain?
1: I did, sir, until she was burned out by those damn doctors. Uh, set fire because they thought we might have had plague, even after the 40 day Quantania. Uh, but. You yourself in
2: some difficult time right now?
1: Uh, sir. You have no idea the difficult times here in Venice. My cargo, unfortunately, was burned along with it. I am I'm bust, sir. I am without a way home, and unfortunately, most of my fortune was tied up in those goods as well. I fear that... Well, Captain,
2: today is your lucky day.
1: And apparently my lucky day as well, or our lucky day.
2: We need... We're, we're travelers from out of town, obviously. We're only here for a short period. And we need somebody who can just help us Grease the wheels, help us uh, avoid any difficulty here in town. Somebody who knows the local customs can speak the language and, uh, you know, be a a go-between for us. And I I hold up the the gold ingot that I had in my hand and I say, and this is yours, which should probably be enough for you to get a new start or back home and a new start of whatever you need if you provide this help for us.
1: Sir, it seems that God has smiled upon all of us. Please... Do not let the introductions be tarried. Tell me, who are your friends? And he comes over to the table and he says, So, Thomas Markham, Captain, soon to be again, you with the mustache, sir, you are a very tall man. One of the tallest I've seen. I mean, my God, there's no long shanks that could possibly tie up to you, sir. What is your name?
5: Poulter. Poulter be my name. Sydney. Sydney Poulter.
1: Do I sense the Midlands in your voice? As alien Mid- as your verbiage is, sir, I recognise the, v- the the accent.
5: Midlands Midlands maybe. Maybe we'll go with that. We'll go with Midlands. Okay. A bit south of the Midlands, but you're more
1: London than Midlands. Ha! Huh. I hope to see her again, sir. She'll be a fine fine sight for these sore eyes. Oh, and bloated. who are these three beauties that travel with thee?
5: <laughs> this this is Miss Faye Dawson. Miss Catherine Banks and Miss Aveline Hammond.
1: Ladies, we are
5: escorting these ladies through this area, giving them safe passage, if you will.
0: It's a a pleasure to make your acquaintance, sir.
1: I would hope so. A captain of my stature? Ladies, I could regale you with many tales, but alas, I believe that you have pressing business, and that Hingit calls, I must say, sir, so how may I help you?
2: Well, first we need some local currency.
1: Well, that shouldn't be difficult to do. A chance you have anything smaller?
2: If you have a knife, hmm. perhaps we could make it smaller.
1: Is that <laughs> the only one you have? Um, as far as you need to know. We have...
4: Catherine puts her hand on John's arm and goes, We have one more.
1: I only ask because if the deal is for one of those, I just want to make sure we're not cutting off perhaps the one that you were thinking of giving to me. Oh, no! I'm, I'm no. just... Yours is accounted no, no.
4: for. It is whole, it is well. It is yours entirely.
1: As is, I hope, your heart, madam.
4: How do you feel about goats?
1: Despise the things, filthy animals. Moving on.
4: Catherine! <laughs> Catherine is suddenly not warm to Markham. She's now mad at him I for understand. no reason.
1: So yeah, you <laughs> can break the ingot up. Um, He says, well, at this time of evening, so with most of the shops closed, the palace itself... Under lockdown with the prince's treasury, it'll be difficult to move such a, lo- a vast amount of coin. But fear not. By th- the morning, I should be able to easily come up with currency that would suit your needs.
2: Um, are there uh, are there rooms here in this, uh, this tavern?
1: In this piss pot, I wouldn't allow you to stay here, sir. But I'm sure that we could find something a little bit more genteel for the ladies. Uh, a little bit more to their sensible... You know, needs and, uh, givings? Hmm. Well, uh, that
2: is probably going to be task number one. Please, help us find some, uh, some proper, uh, rooms for the night.
1: Very well, sir. Just, uh, if you wouldn't give me but a moment, I'm going to need to have one of these boys here fetch a message over to the house that I was thinking of. It is literally no more than a five-minute walk. But it is, uh, it is late in the evening or early in the day, as we say here. And uh, I will need to make sure that they are alerted to our arrival without being suspicious. So you see him go over and in Italian, he says something to the little boy and he kind of looks at him and he and a kid runs off. And a few minutes later, you know, as you're drinking, he tells you a couple things about himself, asks, you know, where you're from. You kind of give him very vague answers and remind him that part of the answers is all included in the coin to shut his mouth and not ask too many questions so, sure enough, the little boy comes back with a message and he's like, we are expected, sir, if you'll follow me, ladies. And uh, he gets up, walks through the door, hangs a right which goes further from the docks, which is a good thing. He's walking along and he's talking and see- everything seems to be fairly normal. Who wants to give me the luck roll? Um, I could. All right. John, I go ahead. And I give still, me still that have luck
3: all roll. my luck. I haven't spent anything.
1: Well, oh, Aveline, what's your highest luck? What are you at?
3: Sixty.
2: Yeah, I'm higher than that.
1: Okay.
3: What, what the hell? Go, no, John. You're just better at me than everything, aren't ya? I... <laughs> it's, you're I just rolled... better. <laughs> Jesus. There Fine.
1: We I don't not... want to roll. Fine, I'm not telling you what I roll. <laughs> John better than us, Schooley. No, Go ahead. no, what I'm was the sorry,
3: I, I thought I had to spend any luck, so you know, I thought I would be the better one here, but no, no, it's John Schooley, he, he's got, he a, he's got so, it all, he's got the luck, remember, he's got the you women. You remember
2: when you roll up, the, you have the luck where you roll the die and then you multiply it by five? Yeah. I like rolled extremely well. That's it, so, it happens. Yeah, my, my base luck is 75.
4: Wow.
2: Excellent.
1: What the f- did
3: you do? That's 75. Oh, well, you made it. <laughs> oh, God. It's you should have just let it to me.
1: He made it. Or is your But you made it. Oh wait, what's Unless your luck you... right now? Six... Oh, crap, my luck is seventy right now. So you failed.
3: Yeah! Fail. Okay. Exactly.
1: So Markham's walking along. It was <laughs> still better than the sixty. Yes. Markham's walking along and he's talking and he makes another right hand turn and as he does, he goes, Out of the way, sir. The And you turn Speaking to who? Well, as you turn there are two of the plague doctors standing in the in the street looking right at him. We show no signs. There's no cough here. No, There's no infection or plague. Step aside, sir. A hand starts to reach out and it grabs his shoulder. And he's like, I said, remove your hand, sir. What do you guys want to do?
2: I kind of, uh, I, you know, looking at the others, I kind of move up in a sort of threatening posture behind the captain to let him know, let the plague doctors know that the captain has friends.
1: Okay. You look around, Aveline?
3: Being circled, because the minute that somebody stops her from the front, she's going to look behind.
1: Yeah, good. No, right now the street's pretty empty. It's it's close, it's 2 a.m. You don't see it. They haven't tapped to some and others. They are just blocking the way, Um, but there are two of them, and their eyes just appear like, black sockets just this you know the they're creepy as hell both of them look a little different One's slightly longer it's one's bone white the other one's got this reddish hue to it but they're standing there with the hats and the black capes and they're looking at him and they've got him and and you see Markham go and you you, it's like he's clutching into his into his shoulder and he's hurting him
3: reaching for a blade because she did pack knives she did pack a knife and she has it on her person
1: so you pull a blade on them?
3: I'm going for the blade, and I'm going my and like silently around them, okay. just to see if I can get an advantage. This Sil- is a bad idea. Okay,
1: hold up. You you're not going to be able to get around them. So not not around, them around
3: them. Just like up, cro- up around the group, like just okay. To like Okay. So a
1: right now angle. you're you're packed around the 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 captain. He made the corner. You were following two or three feet behind as a group. He gets. Mm-hmm. He has their hand on him. For you to they're they're like this for you to start to disengage from that group and get any tactical advantage you're looking right at them i don't know how you're going to be able to pull that carefully off i'm just saying i'm not trying to stop you from fighting them um you can easily do that but i'm just saying that you know right now you were surprised you walked into now, a situation
2: do
5: they, do they seem human
1: they look i mean as far as you can is tell there them. any
2: sound coming from them any no. nothing not but it, it, it does does the strength in him seem um you know unusual in the way he's gripping and bringing the the, the it looks like it's to, hurting him to bear?
1: It looks like it's hurting him, and he's
2: just simply gripping his shoulder. Yeah, who has the best? Uh, it's not me, intimidation, but somebody needs to try to. Yeah, a Catherine, Catherine
0: Ross thing. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I've only got a fifteen intimidate.
4: All right, is it my yeah, time to shine?
2: To, to, you
5: can try. Uh,
4: What's your intimidate, Lauren? Forty-five. Really high.
2: Oh, I thought it was higher than that.
4: It's better than what most of y'all are bringing to the table. And oh,
2: absolutely, hundred percent. I am. Uh,
0: it's a I am Not the
2: intimidating thing.
0: Try to intimidate, and if not, then.
1: So yeah. why does everybody Maybe their start swinging. their decks? I know, Faye, you're oh, like no. outrageous, right?
0: Yeah, I have an eighty-five index. I don't <laughs> want to be the first move.
1: That's if like, you can hold my... your.
0: Oh, I made Ooh. my decks.
4: Yay! We're gonna,
1: no worry about rolling. In, I just uh, need a number.
4: Oh, 55. How would power
5: play into this? If you spoke to them and you had a high power, would that give you any kind
1: of... Power is going to come into play in a moment. It may. Okay. Very much. I yeah. could try
4: and intimidate them.
1: Can I just get everybody's dexes, please?
4: Absolutely.
1: 55 yeah, like, and 85. 40 and forty five. Guys boys. are 40. Aveline, you're 65, right? Boys. No,
3: 60. So 65 you're just ahead of strange. Catherine.
1: All right, so the situation stands as it is. Hand on Markham, clutching him. He seems to be in agony. You're not sure, like, man, that's either really strong or something. First one up, Faye. Faye, you can hold an action. You can say, I'm going to hold and see what happens. You don't, And then you can jump and say, oh, I'm going to go now. Because you're so reactive, you can do that. But it's up to you. Do you want to do something or hold?
0: No, well, I'm going to hold for a minute just because I'm not sure what's going on yet. But I am... Prepping myself to be at the ready to jump and either push someone or brawl
3: with somebody. Aveline? Again, I feel like I'm. Aveline's in the center of the group, so she's trying to make a move through the group to get at the person so she can put a hand on the doctor and be like, that's enough.
1: You can easily get to a doctor and put your hand on them. That's not a problem. But if you're trying to do it okay. where they're not going to see you doing it, that's going to be difficult because they're looking right at the five of you. So you just want to go up and grab the guy who has Markham.
3: I'm grabbing the guy that has our translator and okay. new f- friend. So you put man. your hand on the so plague doctor.
1: Then we are officially at go time. All right. Ooh. So next up, so, Catherine, you're up.
4: I'm going to use my, I realize that these rounds are really quick. Do, when she touches him, do I see them make a move to like, re, are they reactive to this by the time my turn comes? around, No, or these
1: she goes, let him go. And grabs the guy. You're- Catherine,
4: like, re almost reaches for Aveline. Please, Signore, we have business in the house down the street. Let us go. We've done nothing wrong. We show no signs of infection. Inspect me for all you want. Please let him go.
1: Now it's their turn. You're not... Yeah, he just... I mean, make the intimidation roll, but... Okay. Unfortunately, these guys are not intimidated.
4: That's... I didn't expect them to be. I wanted to try. But go ahead and or let me didn't... see if you
1: have a critical success. I mean, why am I allowing that? 17? It's a critical... No, it's not critical success.
4: It's not critical, but it's it's a,
1: <laughs> why am I it's allowing a
4: hard it? success.
1: Okay, and they're really hard at intimidating. Yeah, they're...
4: No, that's uh, okay. Unfortunately,
1: that's your words, what you see is the partner that doesn't have his hand on Markham, the second doctor, his hand jerks for a second and there's this long and I will show you what's in it.
2: Are we about to introduce Venice to the idea
1: of the hand cannon? <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: about to. You see... Oh. oh, isn't that nice? He's got a knife. You see him drop this incredibly nasty-looking scalpel. That's what they used to call a scalpel. To me, it looks like a knife. Um, <laughs> into his hand, he takes a step forward, and Catherine?
0: Uh, you... Can Faye... Don't you dare! Stop it! No, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna throw myself in front of you. I just...
5: (laughs) Oh my god.
0: Let
3: let me be the one tossing myself in front
0: of people, okay? For the
3: love of god!
4: For the love of god! Me injured! My constitution and my hit points are better than all of you! Let me get stabbed for once!
0: Go on! I was gonna try to knock it out of his hand, you bitch! But you know what? Fine, get stabbed. See what I care.
1: Alright!
4: I don't want... First of all, I don't want anybody to get stabbed. I wasn't allowed to bring all my medical bag. All I've got is some antibiotics. So we're not going to get tetanus, but Christ.
1: He t- takes... let he, th- he drops the knife into his hand, takes a step forward, and lunges at Catherine. Because she has now put her hands on the doctor. No, Aveline I didn't Aveline did, but him. you stepped up to talk to him. So, yes, it's wow. you.
4: Wow. Oh, shit.
1: Aveline's the one that has her hand on the doctor. Yeah, but he, sh- Catherine stepped up and started screaming at him. And oh, face tackling. in a completely keeper type role, he doesn't seem to make contact. He lashes out, you know, he stabs forward, catches part of your shirt. It, it tears. It's, it's cut a little bit, but he made no actual physical contact. All right. To the boys. We'll take Sid Jesus. first since it's the same speed. Unless, Faye, I'm sorry. Did you want to react now before 40s go?
0: Oh, I want to shoot.
1: So you pull your pistol and you shoot.
0: Oh, I shoot
1: the guy with the knife in his hand. Okay, go oh, ahead,
0: Oh, dear it
1: God. It's going to be loud. It's going to be I'm, very loud. It's going to be a noise
2: that they've never heard in this town before.
0: Oh, good. Maybe that'll intimidate right. them. I'm, sick I'm of this. saying I'm just saying
2: the rest of us need to be aware of what- The, the world way is way. not this loud back then. Oh, the, well, here we go. Not
0: like that, yeah. Oh, no, I don't make it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you hear the gun go Ooh. off, hit something on the wall behind How you. How does he react? You see his head snap, like- what the hell just went past my ear? The one holding on to Markham, leans in, digs his hand deeper into it. And he goes, "If this is the chance, do something now." Boys are up. Sid, what mm-hmm. do you want to do? I pull my
5: knife and I, uh, I go to. St- if he leans in, I go to stab him right in the face.
1: Okay, so you step around the side of Markham. You're on the doctor that actually has him.
5: Right. Okay. I go, go to ahead. stab him. The closest thing right into him. No, I miss. Shit. I miss by, by nine points, I miss.
1: Do you want to spend the luck?
5: Uh, yeah, I got a lot of luck. I'll take the nine.
1: Okay. Make sure so you document it. Uh go ahead, what's your damage? One D four
5: plus two plus D B, whatever that means is.
1: Damage bonus. If your if your size is large, it'll be in there. Depending on how your size strength combination. Oh yeah, so I'm one D four plus one. One D four plus one.
4: Get him in the face.
2: One, of
1: course. Four points.
2: Damn it! So four points. So he takes four points. Yep.
1: Uh John? The okay.
2: Well, I seeing Sid go forward and, and engage the, the the thing that has uh, the captain. Um, I kind of circle around the other side of uh, of Catherine, seeing this one lunge with a knife, mm-hmm. and yeah. I in the same motion I kind of go around to my, my you know waistband in the back, pull out my pistol, and um, point blank range trying to shoot it right in the head.
1: Okay, so at point blank range, you know you moved, draw. You're going to get, at point blank range, a, a bonus. We're only going to get one shot off this round. You're not going to get the multiple pulls, like if you were just staying there firing, firing, firing. So you move, yep. draw, fire, but you get the bonus die because you're at point okay. blank range. So okay. go ahead and roll the, the two and take the better roll.
2: So that is zero, and zero, and then a six. So they're both six. Yep. I rolled two sixes.
1: Okay, so a six. <laughs> So go ahead and... So that's full damage from the weapon.
2: And, um, that, that, uh, yeah, that is a critical for my handgun.
1: So how much is that damage? Maxed out.
2: Uh, maxed out? Well, the, the normal damage, 1d10 plus 2.
1: So you did 12 points.
2: So critical just goes to max damage.
1: When it's, when it's a crit, yeah. Yeah, we don't roll. Takes full damage. So you hit the one that had the captain, correct? The same one Sid attacked.
2: Uh, no, no, um... I'm sorry. I... I shot at the one, I, I, I at the one that lunged at Catherine with the Oh, knife. okay. And you did 12. I, and Sid and I are kind of, the way I'm thinking is, Sid and I are like simultaneous. So yeah. I'm seeing him lunge with a knife towards the one that's gripping the captain. Yep. So I kind of circle the other way and shoot at the one that just tried to knife Catherine.
1: Okay. So the bullet on a critical hit. Bursts into the red, elongated, avian-looking mask with the with the black pool eyes. Um, Does it knock the mask off? Oh, it 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 just it. They're leather, so it it hit him very hard, and blood is just burst out from his head, and he takes two steps backwards, and he just collapses. He staggers back and collapses. That 45 sound was definitely different than anything they've ever heard. That was an incredibly loud boom. So. Yeah, it's echoing up the streets. You hear a yeah. shutter quickly open. Someone, you know, but there's this plague doctor that is now sprawled out dead on the ground. The other one just looks at it and then pulls his hand back like this. You're up, Faye.
0: So there's still one standing. Yep. Oh, I'm oh, shooting him. The one okay. attacking Morcom. Stop shooting. I'm, I'm near him. I'm on him. <laughs> Would you like me to Nothing. headbutt him instead? Because I can try that. She's just I'm saying not...
1: if you roll poorly, you're going to shoot her.
0: You shoot me. Oh, okay, that's true. All right. Um, oh. Faye deciding that her gun didn't work so well the first time decides to uh, swing at him instead. So I'm just going to roll for Brawl.
1: Go ahead. I should have shot him.
0: What's your damage eight?
1: on Brawl on an eight?
0: That's a... That is a uh, critical success. So you max um,
1: damage for a punch. So
0: it's a uh, 1d3 plus damage bonus, but I don't have a damage bonus because I'm... So you
1: do it. You do three points. Okay. Yeah. You definitely make contact. The face of the mask shifts a little bit. This is the one that's bone white. Kind of, here is like a click as he resets his head. Markham's like, for the love of God, what was that? He's looking over at John's gun um, with the big boom. Schooley ran up and... Aimed the forty-five in his face, and the guy's heads went away. Avi, you're you're all up. While well, he's stunned by a punch,
3: go for the go for the kidney underneath the ribs with the with knife. The knife. Ninety-seven.
1: Okay, well, it's not a crit though, right? I knife, myself, I inhale myself
3: on my own knife. Is, yeah. No,
1: you don't. Is it a crit? You don't inhale yourself. A crit on your over ninety-five. Ninety-six to hundred is a critical fail. Oh no! Uh,
5: so it is a crit.
1: It's a critical fail.
5: So, she cut one of her fingers or
1: something no, what's gonna happen is is this she she stabs at him, he smacks with his other hand, he smacks at her, the knife goes falling, she falls backwards from the impact into Catherine. that messes Catherine's move up a little bit. She's not there where she wants to be. she's kind of trying to get avi off of her, and all of you here yes, yes yes, good one Yes. yes sir yeah. Everybody, go ahead and make me a con, a con check, please.
0: Finally, oh, that is a hard success. It is a twenty-nine. Um, hard, critical success.
1: Fourteen. No, I missed
2: it. I missed it. Forty-seven. It just a regular success on my fifty.
1: So, Aveline and Sid missed it on right. Constitution. Yeah. Okay. So, all of a sudden, you see Sid and Aveline. Aveline's staggering back into Catherine. Sid's, you know, standing there. He's got his knife. He's turning to face the other guy. He's he stabbed him, you know, and he's like standing there. And this guy's talking. The other one blows up. All that happened, and you hear this. Oh, geez. and you hear Sid go. Oh, and Aveline like, oh no! And they both hit the ground screaming, clutching at their abdomens. And the rest of you feel the muscles in your lower intestines around it and everything start to constrict, but you're like, and you push through it, but Sid and Avi are on the ground. Sid, you're going to be totally incapacitated for three rounds, and Avi for two. So, including this round for additional two rounds, and Sid for three more, you are on the ground in pains equal to childbirth. You are having an incredible amount of agony.
3: What the hell? Okay. So, basically,
5: a man the
1: common cold. Right, a man with a comic. Book.
3: <laughs> At least you're honest about it.
5: <laughs> it's a
1: man flu, the man bug. Okay, Catherine, you now can go ahead and react.
3: I
4: see this guy now causing my friends unexplainable, excruciating Ooh, pain.
1: I, yeah, well, I I have to do one other thing. I have to. I forgot to roll for our fair captain, who rolled an eighty-eight, and Markham is screaming and on the ground.
4: Oh well, that's just great. Is Markham now released?
1: No, he's yeah, he let go. Yeah, he let go of him. Yeah, he let go of him. So you've got a clear shot at him, Catherine.
4: Let's do this. Busting out the gun, even though I don't want to. We need to save these bullets, people. 14 for my handgun. It's two points off a critical.
1: So it's a hard success? Yes. Okay. So that only would have affected him if he dodged. You still roll for damage, but it's... it's. Yep. The no, dodge I'm just letting don't... you know. He's it's not like, dodging. They don't
4: It's dodge. super great. So- I'm sorry.
5: You just about to say they don't, and then you stopped. They don't dodge that's what i was afraid of okay
1: so it's a day it's a day well,
4: 10 points of damage i rolled an eight d1 d10 plus two
1: so he's you see as him look down at markham he's kind of you know puffed up that you know everyone people are starting to fall all around him and like markham's like oh for the love of god and he just starts hurling and vomiting and you hear and one of the eyepieces shatters blood just bursts from the white mask goes everywhere and he staggers two steps, three steps, and then over the corpse of the other the other doctor, he stumbles backwards and hits the ground, and he's dead.
4: Another kill to my list? Ha-ha.
1: Yeah, I think you've killed more than you saved. Um, so, Hey! So, just saying. <laughs> I'm just making a point in the game. You now, you're going to have
2: to... Any effect on those that are on the ground, riding
1: around. The, it, uh, it still lasts. you got to get them okay, up and move Right, on. and of course it looks just like Plague. It would have if anybody saw it, but right now you've got about two turns before the whole street starts to open up its doors and windows to look at what the hell that noise was.
2: So we're each of us are grabbing, you know, someone. Uh
1: huh. Uh, So let's talk size. Sid, what's your size? Um, Sid's size is seventy-five. Okay. So anybody who's either their size is half of Sid's cannot carry Sid. They cannot.
4: I mean, I can, but it'll be like very difficult.
1: So
2: you said half of his cannot carry him.
1: So if someone is so seventy-five, so you're looking at a a thirty-seven, thirty-eight, roughly. If you're thirty-eight or less, you can't pick him up.
0: Oh, I'm forty-five, so I'm like right on the cusp. Right.
1: It would be funny. I could do it, but
2: right. Well, I mean, I, John would go for would Sid. go for Sid. So Markham you know? is
1: not a small. I mean, he's a pretty. He's a captain. He's in decent shape, but he's not a small guy. He's probably like a sixty. So is anybody not able to get to? Is anybody lower than a thirty? No, right? You're all pretty much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So three people standing, three people on the ground. Fortunately, it worked out for you that way. You everybody picks somebody up and starts moving down the street.
4: I. And we're going in the direction I, of
1: them was leading us. Uh-huh.
4: Everybody's going to pick up a body. I go to look at these. I go to inspect the corpse now of one of these plague doctors.
1: Okay, then... I don't
4: think we have time. Then that we leaves have, me on the ground. We have been
2: like, flying and all three of us have to pick up a body. Yeah, there's three people on
4: the ground. We- I understand are we- that. Are we- I understand Hold on. I need to are- know.
2: Okay. I-, I yell at Catherine, it was, it pick up Adeline. let's go.
4: Two seconds!
2: Do I Do you I see more? Who's moving? And who, so, windows. We've been firing off guns in this alleyway.
1: Catherine is moving to go look. That's already established. Is everybody waiting or moving?
2: I'm moving. Now we all have to move.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: Faye's, Faye's moving because she's hoping so, if she gets Markham there quick enough, she can run so back Faye and help her Markham, with Aveline. Did
1: Faye grab Markham or Aveline? What size is Aveline? They're about smaller
0: than Markham. 40. Small. Aveline's 40. I'm going to leave Aveline for Catherine because I feel like it'll be more difficult to carry Markham, so I'll do it.
1: Okay, So So that way if
0: Catherine has to run quickly Catherine
1: Catherine is standing there She goes over and starts to wrench the mask off Everybody else is on the move Avi had the better role On how long she was debilitated for Right,
5: I had the worst role You had
1: the worst role And Markham's wasn't good either, don't worry about it (laughs) So they get about 30 or 40 feet ahead of you When you finally get Which one were you going for? The white mask or the red mask?
4: Whichever mask wasn't... I don't even need to see the mask. Do I see entrails? Do I see, like, normal human organs? They were
1: both shot up in the face.
4: Oh, in the face? Um, the mask that's least difficult to remove.
1: It's it's just... It's just the wound. You pull the okay. white one Who off. Ever- you pull the white one off. It's this fairly emaciated-looking face, but the eye hole is blown out, and, yeah, on the back of the... uh, You know, where the mask secures to their head and everything, there's brain matter, there's blood there's bile there's it's a it was at one time a person if it's okay. still not you i mean you don't get a heartbeat obviously cuz it's not there but yeah
4: yeah is the mask is beyond repair the it's, mask is
1: beyond it's it's pretty fucked up yeah you I hear running
4: i grab aveline and bust out of there like hell i guess
1: yeah you're probably 30 60 90 feet or more almost 100 feet behind the team uh as you try to as you start to pick aveline up the good thing about delaying is Aveline's already starting to come out of it. It took you several turns to get over there and look at this. So, Avi's starting to stand up on her own volition. Wretches, but she keeps it down, and the two of you begin running. So, you do hear halt, halt in Italian. People are coming up the street. Every window. By this time, people are Catherine and
2: Aveline hear that, or the rest of us
1: hear that? No, they hear it. I mean, you're way off in the distance, you hear yelling that, you know, it sounds like they're starting to be chased. Excuse me. Excuse me. The only thing I can say is the smart thing about taking Markham is he still, even though he's in absolute agony, he's able to Breakfast. tell you make a left here, make a right there. He gets get yes, to the house. Exactly. It does go into darker corners of the street of, of the, of this section of the city. It, it is off the path a little bit, which is what he was looking for. So Catherine and Aveline are running and you're being chased. I'm going to need the two of you to make a call.
2: Well, one of us needs to slow up, Faye, yeah. and kind of you know, be the physical breadcrumb, so to speak. So Markham, you're carrying Markham.
0: Yeah. It
2: would make sense that he's, because he's leading you where to go. So I, I kind of slow up a bit so that I can still see Faye, but I can keep an eye on and still see Catherine and Abby coming up behind and try to you know, try to motion to them which way to go and which way to turn and try to just do my best to keep moving as much as I can, but keep an eye on both
1: parties. All right. So yeah, the first decision comes to you then you're on a right hand turn, you're in, you're waiting and watching and you see this part of the, of, you know, windows are opening up, lights are coming on. It's still very pale, but the moon is shining. You can kind of get a vision. You see Avi and Faye Aveline and Faye running up towards you and they are moving with a good clip. Their feet are slapping stones. They're running. You hear yelling and you look and sure enough, they're being followed. You know it. How far behind them? They're probably 30, 40 feet. It's close. So you have a decision to make. Are you going to wave to them to come in or let them run by and not draw them towards you? Because if they make this turn... They're gonna know. The guards are gonna know where they're going. You know, they're gonna keep following them. Yeah, they haven't
2: lost them yet.
1: No, no, and they don't know um, the streets well.
2: Oh, this is, this is this <laughs> is this is what John's thinking. John is thinking that Aveline, this is her wheelhouse. This she's is got her street smarts. She knows. She's got to take care you know, of Kat. and 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 the instinct of where she's at. You know, kind of that natural compass and that. She would know, she would know we can't go there because we're just, we haven't lost these people. Yep. They're just going to, you know, we're just going to leave them right there. So, but I want them to know where we're at. So I kind of, as best I can, is kind of motion to them and then holding Sid around my shoulder, kind of move back in out of the dark, you know, out of the way into the dark and just my fingers that they run on by
1: okay Aveline you're up you and Catherine you're running you're running you you're coming alongside this canal the street gets wider and shorter as it as the the canal channel moves they're not all perfectly symmetrical lines you know they try to but there's ones that we've left and come around a little bit for whatever reason so you're, you're, you're slapping you're going but these guards are they're good. Like you, know, you were in just a lot of intestinal pain, so you're 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 moving, but you're not at your best yet. Catherine's with you, and all of a sudden, at the corner of your eye, you see John, and he's at the turn, and he kind of flags you, but you see him duck and kind of keep Sid hidden and kind of walk up slowly away. Do you wanna? Are, do you take strength in numbers? You're being followed by what you think are three guys. You think it's three guards at this point, but they're yelling, so they're definitely drawing attention. Would you duck in? and try to get to your friends, or are you going to go forward and try to lose them in the city, which is an option? Evelyn supposed to
3: be like a safe house. This is supposed to be like a safe house, right?
1: He's taking you somewhere, yeah, a, a safer district out away from, you know, the docks and the plagues, but he also said it was because ladies of any kind of quality shouldn't be in that building at that time of night. Right. You know, you were really, you you need yeah. better digs.
4: This whole thing, like, it's not 1931, we are two women running through the street. We are being chased. This isn't. Aveline can be a hero right now. Sneak us around. If we get grabbed, bad shit's gonna happen. Yeah, bad I shit's
1: gonna happen no matter who gets grabbed.
4: No, Cat's not thinking. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead him off. No, strength and fucking numbers. Where's my group?
1: We have a <laughs> no. I understand. No, but but I uh, believe me, I get what and- Scott. I get what Scott's trying to do. I, I understand it.
4: I'm not going to be shanghaied like this. I'm not. This is not how I go out.
1: So you go out taking everybody with if you. That, well, that's beautiful, Catherine.
3: She's done yeah. it before, and she'll do it if again. That's the, <laughs> if that's the case, then how much? Like how much am Man, I recovering? <laughs> am I? I'm running on my own, or do I still need Catherine to lean on?
1: No, you, you're. You're. You've recuperated enough. Sid's starting to come around. By the time uh, Catherine had gotten the face the the mask off, the pain had already stopped. But you were like, <sighs> I mean, it took your breath away. It was it was contractions. It was horrible. Um, but you're standing.
3: Shove her into the nearest alley, and I tur- and then I would turn around and I'd yell at the guards, like, hey, you want you want me? Come and get me!" And I like taunt them, to- and I run. Like I would shove her away, like just to get her out of sight, and then. No, don't pull a Faye. What the hell is this? That's my brand. Look
5: at that. That's awesome. Balls out Hammond going all the way.
1: <laughs>
2: Balls out. Okay. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: First This of all, is not what I wanted either. Okay, first of all- You can have it both ways. Just so you know, the the <laughs> troop of, act, the troop so of voice actors show. in this show, um, some of them are related, some are not related, but are very close. Sid is- <laughs> Sid, Sid, you want to explain the relationship real quick at home? Sid's a godfather to one of our voice actresses, and uh, he just called her balls out, Hammond. So <laughs> that, was, that was great. Nice job, Sid. Thank you, that,
3: thank you, Uncle Godfather. That was
1: a that
5: player was to a that to was a shout out. Player to player.
1: All right, Abby. Let's start. I, the-
3: I did a three in my shove.
1: Okay, so Catherine takes a nosedive into a pile of rubbish <laughs> and uh,
0: I, I go after like I don't think
1: the
2: three would necessarily mean a you know how powerful it was, it means how effective it was. That's what I'm saying. So she, she was
1: just perfectly shoved. Yeah, right into a pile of refuse and offal. Old oh, apple port. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's what, Do you guys know what opal is? So much better. <laughs> Leftover intestines. <laughs>
3: <Perseational> <laughs> right. Italian, like... Basta! I, idiotas. Oh uh, yeah, you're
1: throwing it all. Okay,
3: good. <laughs> like all those.
1: <laughs> <Putanto>. <laughs> just like, come on. All right. <laughs> so for the rest of you, if you just wanna, for the other uh, rest of our players, you, Catherine, eventually will circle over to where the alleyway was and hook up with you. Aveline, it's go time. So, <laughs> you. Thanks, uh,
0: Aveline.
1: You take off, Uh, they are now only about, because of the action and everything, literally on your tail. They're 15 to 20 feet behind you. Uh, They close distance as you did this throw, and somehow they didn't really notice that you were two women, or at least they are so agitated with the fact that you've killed two plague doctors, question their mother's integrity, and they just want to basically follow you. You're the witch. You're the bitch that just killed two doctors in the service of the city. So it's time to go. If
3: I have a gun on me, the next thing I do is find a canal and toss them.
2: Toss the gun?
3: I mean, my mind is already on the option of, if I get caught, I cannot have a gun on me.
1: Why not? What's, how much worse is it going to be?
3: Which, I can talk. Nobody can talk if they're not here.
1: Nobody talks if they're not here.
3: Oh my god. Kayla, you do what you think you're going to do. Seconds, if I can't get away or like take them off within 30 seconds, I'm finding a canal. Like I'm heading for a canal to dump the gun.
1: Okay. All right. It's it's going to be. You a... guys
3: don't have guns. I just can't have them if they get me.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's that's perfect. Listen, you've you're in your survival mode. You're thinking the best thing I can do is make sure I can't be pinned to the murder. If they you know, they're big holes in their faces. They, <laughs> I can't, they can't make me explain it. You don't want to get caught with a gun and have the police find it. Okay, uh, that's fine. So what's your dex is a 60, right? Okay, so we're going to be doing opposed rolls. So what happens is I'm going to roll what the guard's dex is. You're going to roll yours. And then we're going to compare levels of success. If it's a tie, we go by who had the higher base number. So if we both get a regular success and the guard is a 50 and you're a 60, you win. What you're looking for is three successes. To shake them loose. Because there are three of them. And they have three times your senses and perception. Okay? Your constitution will only come into this should this chase last more than five or six rounds. Then we're going to start handling Khan where you're running out of breath. Because you are literally running for your life. You're getting visions in your head of Pyres, Joan of Arc, and all kinds of the terrible things that they used to do for women. Like crushing their feet in vices and torture of you know the upper body regions and all this other stuff you just don't want to get caught like this is the last thing you wanted so let's make a, a first dice roll they all have about the same deck so we're just gonna go with a straight number so go ahead and give me a roll on your decks
3: 22
1: you win you get you are pulling away you make your first turn you cross a bridge you actually think you lost him for a second the one guy goes oh what's yes Senora, senor, and, and they start running again. But you've gained ground. Okay, that's good. So because you had your first success, ties will go to you. Even if the number was exactly the same, you're, getting, you're not going to lose that ground. Lose two in a row, and we go back to even. Go ahead and make your next roll. Did you make it? Yes, you did. And that's a regular success.
5: Everybody, please note the keeper is swaying from side to side. He does not look pleased.
1: Just before you... Throw your gun into the one of the canals, you see a a tiny little staircase that goes down to what appears to be a gondola or a a, a way station for one of the the gondolas or if there weren't gondolas at that time, one of the trading little vessels that would go up and down selling spices and other things to the locals. They used to do that in Venice where they would have floating merchants that would go up and down the, the canals for people for convenience. You jump and with Amazing grace and dexterity. You hit the inside of this boat just right and roll flat. And even though it's swaying, the three guards go over the top of the bridge and just keep running. I rolled a hundred. So they just in absolute fashion of the Keystone cops from the 19, whatever 20s or 30s, those movies, They just bounce into each other, look around. One guy points off this way, and they take off at a dead run. And you didn't even have to lose your gun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. A hundred.
3: I'm just going to take a moment to breathe in this gondola and be like, great.
1: (laughs) I remember it was like, (laughs) no, there's a cool breeze fanning you. There's actually fresh fruit in the bu- it's a fruit it's a fruit vendor and he dropped an orange. It's in perfect season. Um it's a blood orange. It's beautiful. You crack that. You have that while you're waiting. And there's to your surprise there's some warm tea still left in a cup on the side. I mean, I rolled a frickin' 100. So everything that you need is perfectly here and you find your way back to your friends in about 10 minutes.
2: But he's not bitter. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, there's no hatred in that voice, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <sighs> okay,
4: so we're all... At the... I knew we were going to throw up at some point, but... Yeah, we're all... It wasn't then.
1: No. So you're <laughs> all like... with the captain. Go ahead, Catherine, I'm sorry.
4: I would like to point out that despite my decision seeming selfish, Aveline made out better than me. She got, like, some fruit, some tea, didn't have to lose her gun, got excellent cardio
3: in, and I'm covered in shit. <laughs>
5: Wait a minute! You're going to make this Look about shut. you. Is that what you're going
3: to do, Lauren? If you just kept your mouth shut, I would have made the decision for you, and you would not have seemed selfish. I would have just been like, oh, oh,
5: oh. Oh, oh, that's 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 bad. That's bad." He did say, This is a
3: Lincoln oval? Flex moment. <laughs> um, keep your mouth shut.
2: Hopefully, there's no shit on you.
4: You know what? You know and what? Oval. I heard John Sculley's most elegant, you know, verbiage about this plan of, oh, this is Abilene's
3: element. <laughs> Not my fucking element. No. Oh, <laughs> <But laughs> know you something? Did fine. I may miss a shot. I may fall on my ass when trying to stab somebody, but I am a damn good thief in the night. <laughs> that is my job as a vigilante. I can run.
2: Is, is Catherine going to get to the point where she will trust other people in the party for what they do?
3: <laughs> no. No.
0: Okay. No. Maybe like, like the... the-
5: no, like the, the promotion episode. That is
4: not in the my DNA. My trauma runs so deep. No, no. Okay,
1: trust, so you get to the house, and the woman of the house is absolutely I'm delighted stroll. to see everybody. Stroll. The money changes hands. She's absolutely ecstatic by this small amount of gold shavings that Markham scratched off from the ingot because he's still not sure he has one of his own. He's kind of like wary about that. So he just sort of chipped at it and she's looking at it. I mean, to her, it's still gold. I mean, it's just not a lot, but it's perfect. Catherine comes walking up the street, slicked wet hair. She walks up, Sid looks at her like, what happened to you? Aveline pushed me. Doesn't say she saved me. Doesn't does, does it, does it go into With any
0: of that.
2: I'm thinking Avalon could have chosen to not push her into the Oval. No. I think that feet. was a purposeful maneuvering. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, she crit- it was a critical push. She could have pushed her wherever she wanted. It was a critical she push. Have her. She, she didn't like get... S- like a candle through, the, head of a ne- through the, the, the eye of a needle.
1: Yeah, the critical push <laughs> from the Keeper's point of view was that she broke off the pursuit for Catherine, not the oh, okay. not the Cirque de Soleil landing that we were looking for. <laughs> All
2: right. I'm, I'm just going to think in my head, Abilene meant to.
1: Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe she did. <laughs> Probably did. That's your so, fan theory? As she walks up, and, the lady bars the door with her arm and is like, looks at you going, uh, she, no.
2: She's she's with us. The, we'll it don't it matter. She's, we'll make it worth your while. We <laughs> really will.
1: He's, yeah. he's <laughs> cracking at <laughs> me again.
2: Keep shaving. I'm like, I, I go to Markham under my breath. I'm like, trust me, you have your own. Be generous. Uh, I thought I was.
4: <laughs> this is just Listen, a f- don't worry. It's it's just I mean, a vomit. Vomit. we're gonna
2: have to—we're gonna have to make this lady happy. I mean, they're gonna be searching for all of us, right? Oh, yeah. For a- you know, she's yeah. gonna—she's gonna be harboring us for Pete's sake.
1: Yeah. So yeah. he, with that, you see a small thug tear as he cracks off a corner, um, and <laughs> hands it to her. He's—he's <laughs> he's not very. happy. And sure enough, as she's drawing water from a nearby well or cistern, whatever they're using, uh, to kind of let Catherine get her dignity back by washing up a little bit.
4: My a- dignity?
1: Oh, yeah, you're a mess. I mean, you have, like, you know, carrot tops <laughs> off your chair. It's it's just not good. Aveline Don't worry. Comes pretty is gone. Aveline comes sneaking in, and she does it almost like spy versus spy. She's cutting angles, hitting dark shadow after dark shadow, and then makes it to the door. <laughs> And uh, says to everybody, I lost him. Just walks in. So you're all together again. And I
3: bring gifts of blood oranges.
1: (laughs) And she has exactly the number of blood oranges as people in the party. She has five more blood oranges to share with the group. It's in a small little canvas bag. It's Very nice. Lovely. All right. So you're at the house for the evening. This will be your safe haven for the next couple of days. Uh, It is only about six blocks away from the actual uh, the tavern, which is another two, f- so figure it's about a 10, 15 minute walk. F- uh, John finds it on the map, and he makes a note to everybody and shows them how to get there. But uh, is there anything else you want? I mean, it's really late at night. It's like now it's almost quarter to three in the morning. Catherine and Abilene need new clothes, right? Uh, Catherine's clothes are going to be washed fine. by the
2: lady of the house. No, but, but they were saw they were seen by the guards. You don't want to be walking around in the same type of clothes. If you have something that looks subst- you know, different, you know, if they
4: we don't have anything. We can arrange for I mean, Well us no,
2: that the, our the person who has, owns the house. We're yes. giving her gold up the wazoo. She'll give us she'll give you clothes.
4: I don't Okay, Catherine is being her selfish self this game. She hasn't been selfish in a while. She's going to be selfish. What? up. <laughs> okay, hey, hey, hey. This, like 2 seconds ago. I'm saying that this is the game to do it. Oh. Be selfish. We we have to deal with important people. Why show up looking like, you know, Ragamuffins. No. Let's have a nice bath, a nice sleep, let's get some clothes. We'll see about our business in the morning.
2: I agree. Okay.
0: Yeah, we, L- we allow have it, them
2: allow, allow it to fit in better, right? Yeah. 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 We, we mean, have
0: we, the money. Absolutely. We're rich. I mean we don't, our... we don't wanna, we don't
2: want to we don't want to look like we're aristocracy or something like that, but
0: No, but um, we can go we can all go to like different tailors or seamstresses and get
1: Markham's gonna exchange. Well, t- A a good portion of that ingot for more than enough to buy yourselves clothes and shoes and and outfit yourself to look better than like upper middle class at the
2: time. I just left a horrible crime scene in that alley, not that far from here. Yeah, we're like we're like wanted number one. I mean, they're going to be like there are like literally demons roaming the streets of Venice Uh, that are blowing things heads off.
0: Yeah. So well, maybe, maybe they won't come near us because they know if they come near us their heads are going to get blown off. So
5: Yeah. Well, to that point, um it it occurred to me that do you remember that Altero was paid by the bodies he took over to the island? Remember that story? Yep. Yeah. Did you notice how there's a lot of plague doctors on the street and there were cages at the water and how they grabbed Markham and there's nothing wrong with him. They're oh! shanghaing people for their bodies. Arturo is grabbing people in the middle of the night, anybody who's on the street.
2: So these doctors are working for Arturo.
0: Well, yeah, shit.
2: That, that's my case, yes. Well,
1: well done, Sid. Well done. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Well, well, that's comforting. Um, also, it's, since we have to interact with Noemi, who is also a vampire, and we can only interact with her at night, we have to be very careful and do go see her.
5: Right, but she's not at the docks, so I think if we stay away from the docks, that's going to be a good plus to start with.
1: It's all about you know, finding we, out where she is.
2: Find out where she is. We find where she is, and... I wonder if these plague doctors can be bribed.
4: I don't think so. I mean,
2: well, they're being paid by Arturo, right, to, you I know, think to they're Shanghai. being... They're not, they weren't
5: speaking. I don't know if they're being paid. It's more like they're being controlled.
4: I looked at, you know, I examined the I took the mask off one and I examined him. He was, was at one point human, but his face was sunken. Keeper, would you say almost even skeletal? Like yeah. how, yeah. this Like if wasn't, you saw him
1: on the street, you'd arrest him immediately and put him on the boat.
4: Exactly. Like this wasn't a normal
1: oh, so there's person
4: in their right mind.
2: An inhuman He's, aspect to him then. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
4: Do you think there that they're is. like Arturo or something? I don't know. If they're like Arturo, they're super easy to kill, which is great.
1: I'll back up. You rolled several criticals in the fight, and it took... It wasn't quite that simple, but it, I mean... there was a lot of luck that went on there. And you used modern guns. I mean, that helps.
2: I don't think his lackeys would carry the same amount of power he's carrying.
1: No, absolutely not.
2: Perhaps, you know, I've heard of, you know enthralled people and such as far as these vampire tales go, so Doesn't seem like a stretch there. Maybe.
1: Aveline, what do you got?
3: She asks the obvious question of it, do you guys think it was maybe the people that was hunting us in the beginning when the met the creature on the roof? Do you think it was them? The or same, just one of the plague doctors?
4: It's the same plague masks. This thing wasn't human. It
3: makes sense. I didn't think to tell you all this at first, but Something like it, or very close to it, was hunting me. Who's around us? Nobody. Is Markham able to hear us? No,
1: Markham is chatting up the landlady trying to see if her husband's home.
3: (laughs) Then she kind of leans in forward, just make sure everybody can only hear her. Something like that was tracking me after my meeting with Matthew. I was being followed by someone, I thought. I managed to hide, and I heard the same sniffing sound like he was- following my scent but I was able to stay out of his way and I went back to the hotel with nothing and obviously we avoided any further fight from something like that but it was the same feeling I got from that person who was tracking me
2: so these things are connected to Arturo Arturo is in the future with these things That's that's a direct connection from Arturo to Matthew yeah this guy needs to go
0: Oh, way ahead
2: of you. Any, any any thought of other alternate routes or whatever, it's just being cemented as... we got
3: to get rid of Arturo. It was yesterday. just Matthew's lackey, but that same sniffing, hissing sound, it's unmistakable.
1: And remember, you, the team, had reached out to Arturo prior to your meeting with Caravaggio. So it could have been Arturo watching you, and that thing could have been following you. It could. It didn't have. It just happened to follow you to Matthew's meeting and then lose you. That could have been what happened. So yeah, you're oh. definitely putting pieces together that these things work with or for Arturo.
4: Well, that's just great. That's fantastic.
1: And I think we will put the team to bed and call it a night there. Team, thank you very much. Good job tonight. Thanks, a little bit, of high te- little bit of high tension in some of the escape scenes, but uh, it worked out. Catherine got a. Hair condition, thirteen forty nine style. And, I didn't. The uh, rubbish
3: broke your call.
1: <laughs> The rubbish. It broke was an awful call. moose. Yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> give the do it. You wanted to.
4: Don't worry, it's just the rubbish heap. <laughs> no, oh my god.
1: Don't worry, it's just the vomit. <laughs> yep, another, another ver version of the infamous Catherine Ross from like episode seven or eight. Oh no, probably like four or five. Like uh, three. Oh, was it three?
0: Yeah, in England. The- Don't worry. It's, it's just the vomit. It was the, that was, I really strongly believe that that was the start of (laughs) Catherine's downfall.
1: (laughs) Downfall. Downfall. (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, from all of us again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Good night.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.